everyone, welcome to our podcast, Coffee, Tea, and Wine. This show is about us creating a space to talk about things that we love from TV shows to movies, lifestyle, and culture. I'm your host, Chels, and this is Nikki. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Coffee, Tea, and Wine. I'm I'm your host, Nikki, and this is Chels. My girl, talk up now. Listen, <laughs> you sound like a teacher right now. I do. <laughs> anyway, hey everyone, thank you for joining us again for another episode. Obviously, you guys can hear in our voices that we are just winging it at this point, or or whatever you want to call it. We don't even know what week we're in, what day we're in. We're just trying to like stay consistent. Um, it's Monday, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm aware of the days of the week. What? Please. On most days, I'm just like, what day is it? Huh? Huh? Nah, let me stop. I really be like that, too. I think the other day when I was at work on Friday, I thought it was Sunday for some reason. Wait. All day Saturday, I thought it was Sunday. It felt like a Sunday to me. All day Saturday, nope. and I kept have to remind myself, like, nope, it's it's Saturday. You're not gonna get up to go to work tomorrow. So low key, every day feel like Sunday. To who? Not to me. <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nice feeling. I love the way a Sunday feels. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, what are you sipping on? Girl, water after that migraine that I had. <laughs> I'm taking it easy. You're not taking no chances. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm only I'm drinking ginger tea again. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's gonna be like, this girl only drinks ginger and mint tea. People, just give me a moment to get my life together. I know I said that last week, but once again, <laughs> I have to get my life together again this week. Oh my god, I feel like I'm just trying, I'm barely making it, and the way my schedule looks from, like, here for the next two, maybe three months, I'm just gonna be, like, only by the grace of God, I'm gonna be walking. Why do you say that? Because I'm gonna be so busy with everything else that's going around, and I'm trying to make sure I'm consistent in each thing. Mm-hmm. Girl, all I, guess what I have to, for dinner? What? Water what crackers and peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I mean, it's something. <laughs> I came in thinking I was gonna make something, and I realized I had no time. I had to jump on, jump on a Zoom, and then I had to do this with you. I was like, "Oh, dinner is not happening. Let me go find this peanut butter and jelly and crackers and make it a night." That was it. And drinking this tea—that's that's literally about to be my night. It's it's gonna have to do. Listen, at least you have something to prepare. <laughs> so you call that preparation? Listen, uh, you're preparing something. You're really full of that's all. <laughs> That is all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh my goodness. Um. So what are we gonna talk about today? Since seeing that we're our what do we call it? We're winging it. <laughs> uh, we could talk about the verses. I actually liked. Well, I I heard, I was only a part. I was only able to listen to a part of the verses. I was doing something else. Mm-hmm. The verses was in the background, but then once that thing was over, I came back and they were playing all the songs that I love. But I actually like this Nelly and um Luda. Yeah. Although Nelly was struggling with his Wi-Fi. 
leave the man alone first i'm not saying nothing it was a struggle regardless of what was the reason of the struggle it was still a struggle but that's not his fault like i just i, just, I hate I, I hate how everyone's kind of faulting him for it like and making jokes about it, was it. Bad weather, but you can't even lie they, the comments were funny when somebody said nelly no, riley right. i fell out <laughs> okay I was just like, no, please. <laughs> and then when they were saying they were gonna like um postpone it, I was like, please don't do this, please. Just oh, yeah, because they um they paused and left and came back. Yeah, but because Lud- Lud- no, when he when it really wasn't going in the beginning, Ludacris um, I think he he disconnected, and then Ludacris was talking to I think Timbaland or Swiss Beats or whatever, and they were saying like we might have to reschedule. And then he said, you know what, let's give him a few minutes to see if if coming back on will kind of help. So he started playing some of his new stuff. So that's mm-hmm. why they were like, you know, passing the time. And then when he came back on, he was like, the rain kind of let up. So the Wi-Fi is a little bit better. But I was like, thank God, because I'm like, this is like too much, <laughs> too much anticipation. Too much. <laughs> Because everyone's expecting lot. it. So I was just like, I don't want this to postpone. I want to move on to the next verse. <laughs> right. In all honesty, I know we were making fun of him and the Wi-Fi, but it really wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing about weather. Yeah. Especially when it's severe. Um, and, and it's not like he was trying to do a lot. He It was just literally him. Yeah. And this one random man that kept on coming through. The IG sound. <laughs> <laughs> I kept on hearing like he was mic'd up or something. Um, but outside of that, like we can't really blame um, Nelly. Unlike Teddy Riley, who had a whole production team in his house, that that is totally different. Teddy Riley will forever, <laughs> forever be. We're gonna we're gonna start calling people like stop Teddy Riley things up, <laughs> right? Because that was too over the top. Oh my goodness. Um, what what was um any of your favorite songs got played? First of all, I loved, I love, I love Ludacris. Like, it, but I, remember, I was telling you, I I couldn't remember some of Nelly's songs, but I was singing all of them, and I was like, damn, I never forget that he was on certain some other songs too. Like, like I remember I was telling you that song with Rick Ross that I remember when I was drunk in the Uber in Atlanta. <laughs> And I was singing it, and the and the Uber driver just looking at me like, "Yeah, she, she drunk." <laughs> and I kept on apologizing, I'm like, "Sir, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Oh my gosh, that was a night. <laughs> I feel like I'm always the one apologizing to the Uber driver before my friends because I'm always the sober one in the car, and they're always acting up, and I'm always looking at the Uber driver like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm pretty Please. sorry. I'm pretty sure there have been worse moments for this. <laughs> they probably just glad. We didn't throw up in the car or true, true, anything true. crazy. But um yeah, and I feel like this is the reason why I will forever say this is my favorite thing about verses, is that it reminds you of what song these artists have been on, featured, even produced or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's and or some songs you never knew that they were on or you never knew that they were a part of. And I think that's really good for the culture and even for the youngins who didn't really grow up on some of these um artists. So for them to like hear and listen and, you know, kind of 
get you know some culture in their life True. um i missed shake it tail feather because i was doing something else <laughs> i was waiting on that because that that was my jam okay I remember that summer when she gets help us that came out. <laughs> I love that what song. What were you doing when she um, that it came out? Huh? What was you doing when that song came out? I'm doing too much. <laughs> doing too much. Um, when uh, when Nelly played Dilemma, and I, I, doubt, I might be out of order, but when he played Dilemma, I was just like, oh, that's my jam because I was in high school when that came out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But then when Luda played Lovers and Friends, I was like, oh, that's it. For, it I love Lovers and Friends. It's so weird, though, like, hearing some of the songs and you're like, wow, that was that was so long ago. Like, it still feels like it was just yesterday. And one thing I heard Ludacris say that I felt was so true that, you know, it's your music is great when it can stand the test of time. So right. it's going to be those a lot of those songs are going to be like timeless no matter what era we're in no matter what time of the year like what we're going through it's just yeah always gonna hit hit a certain soft spot right um i was on twitter because i think i feel like between verses and twitter that is like the best combination every time there's a versus i'm always on twitter to see people's comment or for me to comment on something twitter is let me not just say Twitter, Black Twitter, because there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, black Twitter has been so entertaining through this quarantine. I mean, they have been A1. Um, someone said um, the situationship anthem, Lovers and Friends. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> because we never, we, we, I don't think we even had the term situationship nah. when that song dropped. But it literally is the anthem for what a situation ship is. Lovers and friends. My thing is, they be so fast, like, mm. <laughs> like quick fire. Yeah. And I'm just like, how y'all come up with these things so quick? Like, I, I, I don't get it. I have an appreciation for it, and I mean, there should be an award for it because the memes, the gifts, the comments, they hard. Oh, they just be pure genius pure genius they just be sitting in there ready to fire like ready (laughs) i was like my brain does not work that fast but i I appreciate you because i will retweet this (laughs) oh my gosh so in your opinion who did you think won although i don't feel like it's a win thing i think it's more of like i mean it is a battle and um and both of them was just hyping each other up there was no like animosity or anything like that although i i really do think they're friends because they are Mm -hmm. but since it's a quote-unquote battle who did you think won i think um ludicrous won only because of the lack of technical difficulties on (laughs) and i i felt like he was he was just his temperament I don't know something about him that night and I was he just looked so humble and I was like damn right there was something about him when he was just before um Nelly connected or even if when Nelly was having issues and he had to step off he will just like look at who was in the comments and like um shout them Mm -hmm. out hype them up or whatever and I was like look at you Mr. Positivity or he would just be like take your time like oh you know I could I I can't see you but I can hear you like you know like sitting like like coaching him through 
the difficult yeah moments. or he was like oh somebody in his camp please help him with his wi-fi yes, because i feel like he really wanted to do this and i think you and i were talking about this thing like with with versus i feel like a lot of artists seeing it what it is now they just hope they can be a part of versus mm-hmm. but like you really have to be invited to do versus you know from timbaland and swiss so i guess once being picked to do it is such a thing now that you're just like you just want to do it you don't want to reschedule if if it's possible you don't want to postpone and come back you want you come you practice you know you have your list of songs you I'm pretty sure they sat down and was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna fire this off in this round I'm gonna fire that off in that round so I feel like with with this it's like if you're asked to do it you feel like so honored to do mm-hmm. it I agree. Because I know some of these artists are like, I want to do verses. Sit down. Nobody's asking. <laughs> or yet. <laughs> Wait your turn. <laughs> or even, but also, do we even have enough hits to even last a certain amount of hours? Because now Instagram is not doing their hour limit. I, I think it's just for verses. I don't know if it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have enough hits to span at least three hours, you don't belong here. Um, I mean... Just we could still give it to them if they <laughs> what? So they could be so they could be intermission. The like they could be intermission for the culture. <laughs> nah, they could be intermission. Each like around is an hour and fifteen or so, and they could be the little twenty minute intermission because that's all they got enough hits for twenty minutes. Listen, let me stop being me. Exactly, I'm just gonna be like I appreciate any verses that is you know. Yeah, I like to hear the legends first, and then you can hear the newbies. I really, I really, I don't really care if it's as long as it's music that I could appreciate and listen to. It, I'm fine. I agree, but I need enough for it to be. It can't be just 15 minutes, an hour. I need more because we've gotten so used to it being a few hours that like you, anything less is gonna be like womp womp. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they've, you know they have like certain criterias and and what they're looking for and who they're looking for yeah i I mean i'm i'm pretty sure they're not gonna bring somebody that's brand spanking new Mm -hmm. and expect everybody to like a takashi six nine like how many songs he got like that to really i'm gonna need him to take several seats that's what i'm gonna need (laughs) him to do i'm pretty sure they've like like i said they have a system and know who they want how they want it and how it's going to be, like, delivered to us. Yeah. Um, I really, um, we were talking, and you were saying how they definitely need to do one with the songwriters, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with songwriters, you will get the most, like... You don't get hits after hits after hits after hits. After. Yeah. Oh, but the, that was with Neil and... Harry Hilson. Yeah, but Neil went with um the first one. Um Ooh. John Tuck? I keep saying him. They were to yeah. They yeah, they battled and they were songwriters. For some reason I thought it was somebody else. No, they were songwriters. What's his name? But I think they need to do female songwriters too. I think I was thinking about Kevin Garrett. Maybe I thought he I forgot who he went up against. Mm. But you're right. They probably could do Candy and Carrie Hilson. Yeah. Cause I know Carrie Hilson wrote for a lot of people. So so does Candy, but I feel like I'm wondering how many R and B stuff does 
can be produced because a lot of times I hear on pop stuff you know what I mean like mm-hmm. so is it gonna kind of change the the formula if if the um the writer is like you know in other genres I mean you remember when Babyface was like oh I'm about I'm about to get into my white songs <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you are on the song you're on the song so I guess it really doesn't matter just play the music <laughs> just play everybody was like you have white songs and <laughs> I just thought that was so like it was shady but amazing at the same time. He was like, I got songs y'all don't know about. It's like, oh snap. <laughs> but that, yeah, I guess you're right. It, it really doesn't matter. So that would be a good one, a female one. And they were they were talking about the the upcoming one, but it, they were saying they wanted um Chris Brown against Usher. And then they were debating whether Justin Timberlake would have been a better option to contend against Usher but you know they were saying it's for the culture but I personally feel like they should let Chris Brown go up against Trey Songs and Usher go up against Justin Timberlake only because Justin Timberlake been a part of our culture for the longest I feel like I feel like he's soulful enough to pull it off it's I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I'm very, you know how I feel about him at this point <laughs> in my life. Like, you did Janet dirty. So, and two, it's just like, yes, he's a, nah, the only reason he was able to even, like, I just think he, Timbaland, like, Timbaland produced his, I'm just like, of himself, really? Like, come on. Yeah, Timbaland and Pharrell. So, so I feel like he still is, like, heavily influenced by the culture so he should be able to you know do a verse okay i i'll give you that but a few verses down he don't need to be at the like the beginning he'd be right. but they, I they to be usher. like i just feel like chris brown and usher didn't come out at the same time granted they they have a like you know a catalog of songs Mm-hmm. We and could let's not talk about Chris Brown with them 40 songs per album. <laughs> like Chris Brown Which we know you love. Heartbreaker. <laughs> That's your jam. Um besides that, I just feel like they like a lot of these artists that have come after some of these legends, you know, say they they inspired them. So mm-hmm. I just feel like I wouldn't I would appreciate it being someone that's kind of on your level and not necessarily feel like you're contending with the greats because I would say Usher is one of those people that you know came before him and probably inspired him and influenced his sound a little bit I don't know but most of them always say it's it's kind of like you telling me oh I'm gonna do a versus against Michael Jackson being Usher that's how I look at it yeah that would make sense so that's why I'm just saying like I would think that you'd want it to be leveled out because I remember in an interview Justin, not Justin, Chris Brown was talking about how someone had wrote a song for him. I forgot who was the writer. And it was Bed. Remember, they gave it to Jay Holiday. And he said that he felt like at that time when he was singing that song, it wasn't appropriate for him. You know what I'm saying? Because he was young. He came out when he was like 14. And that's another thing that I'd uh, I'd be like shocked about. Like, some of these songs that they had, like, when these artists were young, sing. And I was like, what does this artist know about any of that? Exactly. Like, y'all having these people talking about, like, running off after a girl, sex and whatnot. I'm like, these people barely hit puberty. What y'all talking about? 
so it's kind of like that's what I'm looking at like yes he you can see the evolution of Chris Brown because he went from those type of songs to like you know the more raunchier stuff mm-hmm. so you he probably could contend with him in terms of like okay we could start off at that level with the music because Usher did come out fairly young too but I don't think he came out as young as Chris Brown yeah. so there was stuff that he could have talked about that Chris Brown couldn't talk about so that's why I just feel like it wouldn't be a fair match if we're gonna go really into battling but if it's just for the sake of the music then fine yeah I agree okay speaking of music did you um, <clears throat> see or hear who the next American Idol is no Okay, so I <laughs> the way you said no, girl, I don't even watch primetime TV. I don't, I don't watch American Idol. I haven't watched in a long time, but you know, from watching the previews, I remember seeing this black girl, um, and she had like a heartbreaking story. I don't want to say tell it because I feel like I don't remember the full details of it, but I I remember her saying she was homeless. She's a black girl. She's from Harlem, but she won. Last, her name is Just Sam. Oh, really? Yes, and she um sings um and I rise mm-hmm. um but I was just this morning I was watching the news I was so happy and I was like I remember I would just like peep in to see she if she was still in the competition yeah because you know I root for everybody black um and when I saw it this morning she won and I was so happy for her I was so happy for her so a Harlem girl won American Idol. I'm so happy for her. Wow, yeah. It came, came a long way. Right. Such a long way. Um, but yeah, her name is Just Sam, and I really hope she really pops off. You know, sometimes, depending, depending on who you are mm-hmm. in some of these reality uh, music shows, you really don't pop off after. So I really do hope, like, somebody sees some something in her and um, help her career goes go far because so, I'm just like girl you from Harlem that's what I was thinking I was talking about. like that you pointed that out I was thinking that too because it's like they've always talked about like you know people on Idol and who's famous who's not so famous and I feel like you know Kelly Clarkson is is gonna always be the number one the one that had the most the yeah she got the most success out of everybody on that on that um you think so outside of um... they said it all they say it all the time they said she's the most successful idol artist her and then um what's her name carrie Carrie underwood because you know know them country people buy their music they oh oh, so are we going by money because i was like then i mean because i'm thinking oh but if she's a winner because jennifer hudson didn't win Mm -mm. so if it's out of like winner winner, i get it yeah out of winners I remember the season Jennifer Hudson got eliminated and even the judges were pissed. Yeah. Because America was acting a fool. And they didn't vote. Did they, I, and I feel like they were saying like, oh, people, it seemed like people thought she was being voted for so they voted for somebody else. I'm like, that don't work. <laughs> um, but yeah, when she got um, eliminated, I was just like, I'm done watching. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching because I was like, she's clearly a better singer. Who even who even won that season? I have no idea. Exactly. It was it Clay Aiken? No, that's a different season. No, it wasn't. I don't think so. See, because you had like um, Clay Aiken, Ruben Stuttered, um, Fantasia, like a lot of these people. Like you really don't 
hear too much about you know outside of idol like i'm i know they did they've done projects but well fantasia Fantasia, she's but but it's like the superstardom is not out there like carrie hills carrie hilson carrie <laughs> kelly clarkson and um carrie underwood it's not yeah they they love their um country people love them but yeah but i feel like out of like the ones you can rattle off your head mm-hmm. There's been so many more seasons of American Idol that it's really like you don't know. There's not that many quote unquote successful ones. Mm-hmm. So like you know Kelly Clarkson, um, Carrie, what what's her name? Underwood. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia. I really want to go to one of her um concerts. I hear she'd be singing the house down. I, I believe it. Um, who else? That one or just. No, no, who, like, it's famous from the show. I'm trying to think. What, what was the, Justin Guarini. I know he's, he does, he's, he actually does commercials. Like, he says he does, like, jingles for commercials. So, he, he making bank too. You tell me I went to American Idol to make jingles for commercials. There's nothing wrong with making jingles for commercials. Like, I could have, <laughs> I probably could have found a different route just to do jingles for commercials. But okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if that's what opened the door for him. But I remember they were, like, talking about where are they now type of thing. And that's what they were mm-hmm. saying. So, yeah, but um, I'm really happy for Just Sam for winning. I'm I'm so happy for it because I remember when they was doing the promotions and she was telling her story and she would just break down and cry. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby, <laughs> don't know you, but I feel you. But I'm happy she won. Yeah, yeah, and she had to stay in LA, so like everybody else got to go home, mm-hmm. and because they were doing their performances in their homes, yeah. and she ended up staying in LA. So she didn't have family with her like everybody else. Okay. And when she they were announcing her, she was like, she had her like grandma on FaceTime on her iPad. And you saw it's almost like her grandmother heard the announcement before she did. Because mm-hmm. you could see the grandmother jumping up yeah. and she hasn't like reacted yet. And then she finally reacted, but she was like in such disbelief. Mm-hmm. It was so cute because she was probably like, I can't believe I won. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that that is so cool. I'm excited for her. I hope she gets everything she wants. Yep, give her all of her and flowers, people. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, Insecure, did you watch? Yeah, I watched it. I don't know if this is not one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> but I enjoyed it either way. I like uh just a single character montage type of episode sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just be liking them. Because you get to see more of the character. Yeah. Um, but Issa and she's trying to do good deeds. Right? I was just like, girl, not today. <laughs> After the whole you know situation. She was, she was coming off from the hype of her doing such a well, doing so well at her block party. And then, I, you know, self-care Sunday. And then she's trying to, like, help other people, you know, spread the love. Mm-hmm. But, child. Listen, I would I would have stopped at the grocery store. That would have been it for me. I'm not going any further. She's seen that man chasing the bus. And then I was just like, why are you driving this man around? Like, and when, he, too. And when he came back with the fun dip, I was like, no, he did not come back with a fun dip right now. I would have drove off and left him at that laundromat. I'm sorry. Me too. And I'm just like, for a man who's getting a ride because you missed the bus, you are... You are extra right now. How about you just be humble and take the ride 
and go where you need to go and stop trying to take the scenic route with this lady. And he not even trying to give her the address talking about I am on what you're giving it to the government. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's some old school mentality right there. He probably got a flip phone too. True. <laughs> he looked like he's the type. Um, but uh, overall, um, do you think Issa went about it correctly not calling Molly? Um, I feel like it's it's kind of a touchy subject because yes and no, I would say. Because at the end of the day, it depends on how much you value your friendship with the person to see how much you want to really stick your neck out for them every time, you know, things get out of hand. And I feel like in this situation, it's really Molly's fault. It's not Issa's fault. So I would say that she needs to be the one to come apologize to Issa. She needs to have a conversation. And then she disrespected her in front of everybody at her event too. Like, so she really needs to be the one to apologize. She needs to come to her and say, listen, um, I'm sorry. And we need to have a conversation about why we're at where we're at right now in our relationship and just, and just hash it out. But I'm kind of glad, you know, Issa is holding her ground and not, being the one that's always calling her and apologizing and feeling like she's the one that always needs to reach out. So I'm kind of glad she didn't do that. You know what I'm thinking too, since I, which I didn't know, or maybe I didn't pay attention enough to the show that Issa is always the one calling out and reaching out and apologizing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause let's say that Issa doesn't. So are you telling me Molly is the really that type of friend that she, she's not going to apologize at all, even if she's in the wrong, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if Issa does, because I'm guessing this is the next day. And even if Issa doesn't call Molly the next day, sometimes you just need time to think, breathe, and get your your thoughts together. So I'm not even in, in the sense of rushing Issa to call Molly and apologize. Or No, no need to apologize. But if she comes to the conclusion that she doesn't want to at all, are you like it's kind of baffling to me to to think that Molly really does not see her wrong and and is not going to apologize at all. I don't know. I feel like like I said I feel like the friends need to intervene and like Kelly said she's been hitting her up too. So I don't know if she there was any form of breakthrough talking to her cuz we see Molly is hard-headed. She's stubborn. She's set in her ways. So I don't I really don't know how that's going to help like how they're going to be able to have that conversation. And even at the end, when she saw her at the Ethiopian spot, like I felt like if she even went in there, it still probably wouldn't have turned out the way she would want it to. So mm-hmm. by her leaving, I was like, yeah, just just go home, girl. Don't, don't put yourself through it. <laughs> like don't put yourself through it anymore. But like I've I've been hearing other people say that Issa is always the one that's messing up, so that's why she's always apologizing. So if she can do it, why can't you do it? Given the fact that you're the one that messed up this time, right? But that's but that's also goes into does Molly even see her wrong? And that's a, that's the thing about Molly. I don't think she ever sees her wrong without somebody pointing it out to her. So. If no one is going to talk to Molly, and I hope it's Andrew, I don't think she's going to ever really apologize. 
So you only think that you think that it's gonna be the new man in her life that's gonna be the one to kind of get her to you know be or maybe Kelly and but Tiffany. She she's not I, answering I her. What they gonna do? Bum exactly. So that's what I'm saying. If no one bring tells Molly that she was completely wrong. That I don't see her apologizing, therefore the, the the friendship can't go back to where it was or even move on. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Oh no. I'm over Molly at this point. I think we all are. I think we all are, so there's that. Um it was nice to see Kyla Pratt in this episode. Oh yes. Although she was trash. <laughs> I knew something was gonna happen. I was just waiting for it. Because I was like, this is too good to be true. How you just, oh, let's go to a bar. I was like, girl, go home. Go home. <laughs> like, in my head, I was like, don't go with these girls. You don't know them. And look what happened. I love when they were introducing themselves and the one girl, she's like, nah, I'm from PG County. And I was like, y'all are always trying to make that distinction. <laughs> but I feel y'all. I feel y'all. Because I like telling people I'm from the Bronx. So. Oh, my gosh. I feel y'all. Um... But I really thought it was going to be like a cute interaction with them. And then at the end, I was so pissed when she had that um, uh, that moment where she looked like she was going to really beat them up. I thought that was true. I, was... I thought it was real. And I was fully supporting her in that. <laughs> Listen, I was like, girl, hit them and run back in the car real quick. They on foot. You'll make it. <laughs> but it wasn't. But you know what? I felt? I felt so bad for her because I was like, did they leave her with the bill after she couldn't even buy the groceries earlier? You know she can't pay for that bill. I was like, listen, you better do a uh um what what they call that when you run out on the bill? Dine and dine. dash. <laughs> you better do a dine and dash because I would have not paid that. There's no way. I wasn't planning on paying that. I would never have. Just get out of here. That is so wild to me. But um yeah, I love how Issa be bringing in people that we haven't seen acted in a long time and stuff like she really has a knack for let's just like plugging in people at the appropriate time Mm -hmm. in like a a cute role or something I think that's really cute um let me tell you the scene that made me feel it when she went to her mom and she just broke down and cried yeah I know that cry when but the fact that the mom just knew I was like that that's that's a real mom right there when they just know you going through it you don't Mm -hmm. even have to say nothing too crazy for them to be like just bring it in bring it in right that cry i was just like mm, i've been there when the mom said i ain't want y'all i felt that too. <laughs> she was like I, you had it so together you had your house you had you know your kids and your marriage she was like i didn't want y'all y'all were accidents and Issa was like two of us? two of us she's like yeah both are an accident. <laughs> but that's real though that's real but like she said you know y'all came along and I dealt with it and you guys are like the best part of my life so it's like everybody's story or situation is gonna be different so I felt I felt like that moment like having that conversation with her mom you kind of see like a different side of her that you you don't really get to see Issa because it's like she's always yeah. like joking around mm-hmm. or always in some mess. So to see like her being vulnerable like that with her mom, I, I can appreciate the episode for that, if anything. Yeah. Um, when she went back home and like cleaned up a bit and then 
um, she started to like smoke and get online and reading people's comments <laughs> and replying back. I, you saw how she was like in her happy space when like an idea formed for her, like what she can do and move forward with, with the whole idea of the block party and maybe like curating, um, cultural experiences for people. Mm-hmm. So for for me, when she went to the Ethiopian spot and saw Molly. I was happy that she didn't say anything to her. Because I was like, do not let this situation bring down your high. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have a good flow going and stuff. You can go find food, find food somewhere else. Do not make seeing Molly mess you up. Because I felt like it would have it started an argument. And then she would have gone home and just, like, probably slammed down her laptop. And, like, I can't bother. True. Yeah, you're right. This like you know protect your space in the moment <laughs> right protect that energy because you really saw that spark in her eye when she was when she typed coming soon and you you can really see something the gears in her mind like moving you know what yeah. I mean and with Issa like she said in the last episode you saw how I struggled at um we got y'all and finally she's in a space and a place where she can't flourish with her own ideas and make things happen. And and as crazy as the way the block party ended with Molly, just seeing Issa in her element and made me happy for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the hard work, you know, even with a, a artist falling through, you know, trying to get vendors. Because at the beginning when she was trying to get vendors, nobody was trying to hear her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then just see all your hard work come together, Black people coming together, having a good time, you know, and appreciating your work. And then the next day you wake up to great reviews, you know, people talking about, oh, where can I find this? Oh, that place that sold this, that was bomb. I have to get the homies on. Mm -hmm. So when you see your hard work get paid, um, pay off and then seeing great reviews on top of that, like it motivates you to keep on going and keep doing what you're doing, especially if you know you love it. So her not getting into any type of argument with Molly, I thought was perfect. I was like, girl, you do not need that right now. Yeah, I'm glad she didn't do it. Keep, like I said, protect your space and keep riding your wave and don't let this girl take you off your high because... I'm pretty sure they probably would have really gotten into that fight at the Ethiopian spot. <laughs> they would have to kick them both out. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, how many? Ep- I think this season we get ten episodes. No, I think it's eight. Oh, I heard somebody say ten. I heard somebody say eight. <laughs> so, so you telling me it's only two they're, more? They Game of Thrones in us, man. They Game of Thrones in us. <laughs> I heard, I heard it was ten. Okay. Man. No, 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 no. Because when I was watching the wind down, mm-hmm. okay, after the episode, Princess said we're halfway through at episode five. That means there, there was going to be five more. You don't, you don't say halfway through <laughs> when it's only three more. Left. <laughs> don't be playing with me. We'll see, girl. <laughs> we'll see. Because I know I heard somebody say eight, but we'll see if it's ten. Great. <laughs> but if it's eight, okay, I'm still gonna watch because it's a good show. <laughs> I low key kind of want to look it up and see how many episodes there are because I'm just like, I need there to be 10. 
I'm I'm looking it up right now. I'm going on I'm um DB. Hold on. Let's see. No, no, no. There's more. There's Loki done. That was yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's Loki tripping. Loki happy. Loki trying. Loki lost. Boom. Ten episodes. <laughs> well, fine. Thank you. Thank you for trying that out. I had to. Because I was like, y'all can't leave me with eight. Listen, you never know. You never know. I need, I need more um scenes with Amal. I need more scenes with Kelly. And I think they have to talk about um Tiffany at one point. Yeah, maybe, maybe in episode nine. Wait, not episode eight or nine. Yeah, because I think the next episode is like a, a episode for Molly. Just Molly. yeah, Molly going on like a um family trip with Andrew. Ooh. I was like, already, right? Yeah, and hasn't been dating that long. Okay, so that is like a perfect segue into like. A whole nother conversation. Would you ever go on a family vacation with your boyfriend's family? Now, if it's if he's like your husband, I that's totally different. But with him just being the boyfriend, it depends on how long we've been dating. Okay, like if it's months, like a few months in, I don't think so. I would not be comfortable because that's too much pressure. <laughs> Right, right. Y'all don't even know each other well enough yet. <laughs> and I just I just feel like that's when you see people true sides. When you take a vacation, when you spend like those type of I heard somebody say that one time. You if you really want to know some who somebody is, take a vacation with them. True, so true. it's like I, I don't know if I would want to be under so much pressure that early on in a relationship. It's oh it's one yeah, thing if it's just yeah. me and him, but it's well, I mean that's a vacation, but I'm talking about that's what I'm saying. Vacation. That's what I'm saying. It's one thing if it's me and him, no problem. I probably would take that chance. But if I gotta be around your family and I gotta be on walking on eggshells around, oh no, no. Yes, that early in a in a relationship, I don't think I could do it. I don't care who's paying for it. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry, my heartache, my anxiety could. What not if it's someone who it. really wanted to go? I don't know, girl. <laughs> They're like, we gonna go to the Maldives, girl. Like, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. What if we go to the Seychelles? And I'm just like, no, I really been wanting to go, but if it's the DR, I'm be like, bye, boy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, especially with sons, and I'm I'm pretty sure our listeners could um like, you know, understand this. Like, sons and their mothers, child. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can do it and then the mom is probably scrutinizing you mm-hmm. trying to see how well you're taking care of her son or are you making his plate okay. or are you attentive talk about the making a plate situation <laughs> <laughs> they want you to do all these things for their sons while not knowing that their sons is out here in the streets running them up no they know their sons is trash a lot of them know but that's that's just something you know they're gonna always ride for their son no matter what he does that's how I know a lot of these moms are. He'll be the trashiest person, but she will never admit it to you. <laughs> no, I can I? I don't know. I can never. Matter of fact, even just the way I am now, don't we could be married. Don't even kiss me in front of my, ba- my mom. Don't kiss me. Don't touch me. Don't look my way. Matter of fact, we never got married. <laughs> <laughs> You're bugging. <laughs> I know. 
know, but it's just such a thing. Like when, like, I don't know. For me, it's just I don't want to be. First of all, I've never brought anyone home to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I never ever, and I feel like when I if I ever do or when I do finally bring somebody home to them, they're gonna be like, oh, this must be somebody because we've never met anyone. Mm-hmm. As old as I am, I've never brought anyone home. So <clears throat> I just, I just, it's like, when that time comes, they go, <laughs> people going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's just me. But um, no, I don't think if in a dating phase, mm-hmm. want to be going on a, a family vacation with his parents. Nah. What if it? What if he was bringing you on a vacation with the family to propose or something? Child, that proposal. First of all, if he knows me, he know he ain't proposing in front of people. <laughs> like that's how that he ain't for me. <laughs> you say that he said he ain't for me. Because <laughs> any man who knows like, me, who I you know. like I did not ask for this. Did I ask for this? I did not ask for this. So you should have never did this. Exactly. Any man who know you know what? The next person I'm talking to, I need to tell them early, listen, if you plan to propose me, do not do it in front of people. You can do it privately. If you want to have maybe one photographer to catch the moments, we good. And make sure the we, photographer we, we, camera's working. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it's charged up, because you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, like if you want to try to get like a moment, like that's fine. But the the whole public thing—I've never been that person, and I'm not turning into that person anytime soon. I'm very low key. I'm very intimate. I'm very yeah. That ain't me. So if you ever try to do that, I know he ain't for me. I'm just gonna walk away and be like, no, mm. girl. I know if that man popped that ring out, you gonna be so in your feelings and everybody's gonna just be background noise and it's gonna be between him but i get that and i and i want to be like yes sure if i love this man enough but if he loved me enough he should also know like i know this girl don't like public stuff true so like i feel like in that moment you he would be doing it for his own yeah yeah then like worrying about what i would actually want now, if you want to, like, say, let my mom know to, to be like, well, I'm going to propose to your daughter, that's fine. Let her know. But in a way, I feel like that's the one thing they kind of have control over. That's what someone said to me one time. Like, if you think about it, the proposal is really the one thing that guy has control over. He plans it. It's it's his moment as opposed to like yeah the wedding is supposed to be between both of you but most of the time the women dominate it yeah it's, it's about the woman yeah, yeah so it's like this is his moment to shine so I I, I get well when you put it that way you're making me feel bad <laughs> girl let the man shine he want to shine in front of his family with that with that 2.5 carat like come down. oh you remember <laughs> so just in case he comes to you remember that number 2.5 <laughs> Not in bigger. Girl, <laughs> <Okay. I> remember. <laughs> oh god! And if he can't, if he can't afford the five, just a solid two. We'll <laughs> I'm not trying to break the bank. Okay, all right. I'm gonna be like, sir, she don't like that cut. You need 
go back, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Since you put it that way, I guess like since it's the one moment the guy is technically in the center, mm-hmm. I guess I would have to like suck it up and let him let him have his moment. Yeah. But you know, when that day comes, hopefully it's a magical moment for you, and you appreciate. Okay. I have to find a man first, so we can, we don't need to worry about that right well, now. We don't, we don't speak it into existence. Speak what you want and manifest. <laughs> all right. <laughs> here, here I am giving you all the gems. Like when, when you be telling me, I'll be like, no, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you now. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Um so we are what week I don't even know what week of quarantine or lockdown we are I lost count at this point well from what I heard they're trying to at least have New York City to be slowly opening back up by June 1st and the mayor doesn't want the parks or the beaches open up for Memorial Day Mm -hmm. Loki I agree with the mayor yep um but if we can actually officially be open by June 1st, of course, with precautions, I'd be happy. Then it, it will seem like we have some form of a summer. Like, where I'm at, I feel like people are out a lot more than they were before. And I just feel like they think because, you know, the, they have the mask on, it's okay. And I'm kind of scared because, remember, I told you, we open back up the 20th and how they're doing it is basically a lot of stuff that New York is kind of taking its time and reopening they're doing it mm-hmm. right away but with certain type of regulations so restaurants are going to be open granted they have like an outdoor space so mm-hmm. those places is going to be open I think they said like some barbershops and nail salons had already opened on the 12th I don't know I, I'm not interested I ain't go so I don't know but the 20th, for sure, more of them are going to be open. Um, some stores, they said, are going to be open. They said the malls wouldn't be open. However, there are, like, malls that are, like, in certain towns that already were, like, nah, we're going to be open. So I guess their village tax is, like, up there so they could talk the talk. But I won't be going to those areas. But that's how they're doing it here. So I don't know if it's, it's going to be the same situation, like, you know, what Cuomo did when the day actually came, like pump your brakes, we ain't opening yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll ass down. so we'll see. Okay. But. Yeah. Um. I just know that I just want to be able to like move around a little bit more freely, but I'm not expecting to for everything to be like just bust wide open. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. You know, let's open slowly. Try to get everything right because. I'm already worried about fall coming. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to think that far, but just, you know, being in the type of work we're in, we we already know. So trying to enjoy the little the little summer that we may have. Although, you know, I said summer's gonna be in the back deck. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the outside we're gonna that's see. Okay. But you know what it is? It's it's really a matter of space. I think that's what it is. And it's so hard for New York City to kind of do that because everything is so much in like 
close quarters. Close quarters, yeah. So, I I I must say this is the one time I'm happy where I live and that I have some type of outdoor true. space because if I lived in a regular type of apartment, I would have been pulling out my hair. Yeah. So, like I said, I made my few little orders from IKEA <laughs> to spruce up the back because it's about to be that and some drinks and calling it a day. But you know what's so what? Like I was thinking like how my mom always would say that, you know, you need an escape. Like she always would say that I need like I need a place with like a backyard, a terrace, a deck, any any of those things because you need an escape. And it's like I was like, what? I don't care about none of that because outside is open. That's outside mm-hmm. is open. But it's like now I appreciate that deck with the life of me <laughs> because, because I was like, it could have been it could have been a situation where a dumb decision would have been made and the inside would have mattered more than the outside and I would be pulling hairs too. So you know, shout out to my mom. <laughs> right. Um, Saturday, I was like chilling on the front porch for a bit um, while Gerses was going on. And I could hear the music in the back. But it was just like, it was just so nice to be like, okay, I can at least step out of this house itself mm-hmm. and be outside without putting myself in danger. For real. So, yeah. So, like I said, Summer in the back deck. That's what's gonna be this year, and I'm gonna enjoy every moment, every moment of it, trying to make the best of it. And if you guys have to be outside, just be in a mask, please, and stop coming yeah. up in our faces, trying to talk to people, asking questions. Like that be bothering me so much. I be mean, like, first of all, back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, go ahead, because it's like this is not no regular situation no more. Like, I don't understand and. So I never liked when people were in my face like that in the first place. I'm just, and I'm already, you know, my anxiety is already on 10. 10. So don't even play yourself. Yeah. So everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode. I gotta put up, like, pat ourselves on the back. We just came in crawling and look as we found our stride (laughs) and we sprint. Like, we actually did a really good job. Because <laughs> Lord knows, sis is tired. But, you know, it's all about consistency. Like, I'm trying to be consistent with this. This is something that we've wanted to do for a while. And we can't let outside forces stop us from getting to the place that we want to get. But, yeah, I'm proud of us. Um, So, everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Anyway, all right, you want to stop? Jesus. I'm supposed to start this week. I started last week. Nigga, you better make an exception. <laughs> oh, just because you have a headache, I must. We must make an exception yes, for you because I'm not in the right frame of mind. Move on, Gwen. <laughs>